name is Ahanu. And just the other day, Angeroz and I took a little road trip. It was a short road trip. But as is very often the case when we're on a road trip, we get into talking about some deep things. They can be philosophical, they can be futuristic, they can be past life. It's, a, it's an amazing thing to enter into deep conversations like this. But this time, thankfully, we did record it. We just felt that it might be useful, it might be helpful to people. And in this recording, I do want to apologize in advance because there was road noise. And it was a difficult decision to decide whether to remove the road noise and have a little distortion in the voice or run with it the way it was. And we felt that the road noise was a little distracting. So we did remove it and it did distort the voices slightly. So please understand and bear with us on that. The content, though, is riveting. And here's the kind of things that we we covered. We asked in a sh very short space of time, we asked, do the elite have the right to control the earth? Are the Nephilim our ancestors? Are royal families descended from the Nephilim? Are royal families a different species than human? Are we genetically predisposed to slavery? Is our job to purify out a dark strain from our DNA? Is there an agenda to decrease the population? Is it harmful to carry a cell phone close to your body? Did Enki create the human form? How many persons, I'm sorry, how many versions of the human form have been created? Were there limitations built into the human body? Are we really created in the likeness of the gods? What is junk DNA? Is our DNA being activated by the sun? Are new children more spiritually activated than our generation? Have we evolved from when we were created? Are negative forces trying to suppress humanity? Was the Scottish Stone of Destiny originally Irish? Did the Stone of Destiny originate in the Holy Land? Do we have any idea what it takes to be royalty? Is being of royal descent a heavy responsibility? Can royal families upgrade the planet? Have the royals claimed their divinity? How do we claim our divinity? Is all work holy? Now, we did continue the conversation, but for the purpose of this, we actually decided to divide the whole thing in two because it is heavy, it is comprehensive. We covered a lot of ground in a short space of time. So we do suggest to you to check back into part two of this where we will cover such things as is the human sacred? Are we true humans? Do we have the ability, the ability to free ourselves out of slavery? Is sovereignty inherent in the human? Are we really invincible? What is our highest heroic outcome? Is there a real God inside us? Can the God within be removed? Is polarization in our Kundalini? Is black magic used by the elite? Is black magic, can black magic influence the whole population? Is good magic bad? 
Can changing the chemistry of our bodies lead to enlightenment? Is technology an evolution towards artificial humans? Do we really want union with our own divinity? How much power do unenlightened beings really have? Why don't we visualize a perfect rain to quench wildfires? And can consciousness control genetically engineered organisms? Thank you. You're not sure. We're in the car. And we were picking up from a conversation that we were having last night after watching a particular video about the, the Nephilim and the elite and that lineage. What happened way back when? And the new piece for me was that it was talking about how the Nephilim came down and mated with the daughters of men, which the Bible talks about, but that because they did that, their offspring was bound to the earth. In a way, Hano, it sounds like, well, now the genetics have been tainted. Like the, the, the gods mated with humans, and therefore those offspring were confined to the earth. And in this guy's presentation, it basically said there was a curse upon those people where they were bound to the earth forever. And I suspect that is the original sin that religions talk about. Yeah, probably is. But I was shocked. That was the piece that I was shocked about, to think that there would be a species that was bound to a particular place eternally, because that's what the guy said. It was like they, were, they couldn't get off the earth, that this was, this was the result of mixing blood, mixing species. Brings up this big conversation for me, in a way, about hell. We have these beliefs about hell. Is that what hell would be, this eternal damnation, in a way, you know, where these species would be bound to the earth forever and not be able to get out. I, I find it very difficult that a loving God would do that. But here's the thing. In our conversations last night, and even in my book, The Nature of Reality, and how it took me so long to finish that book. Do you remember, Ahanu? And when I finally did, what revealed itself was this whole inner process of purifying the chakra system, purifying the kundalini, in order to achieve God's status. Now, I think this does interrelate. So I'm not somebody who believes that it's impossible to get off the earth. In fact, I think that's what most journeys to enlightenment are. You know, another way we hear that is getting off the wheel of karma, for example. So as this gentleman was speaking about these beings being cursed to the earth plane, and those are the people that are considered the elite, by the way, the quote-unquote royal bloodline that think that because they have higher coding, higher God coding within their gene pool, that they somehow have a right to control and dominate the earth, which is not true, but this is what they believe. But anyway, when we talk about purifying the kundalini. I even remember back in Ireland, Ahana, when we would do our Sunday rebirthing group, that I had had this memory way back in ancient times of 
these beings coming down and basically raping the women is really what it was. And when they did that, they actually tainted the kundalini. I saw that the kundalini originally was golden in color, but once that mating happened, now there were two strains in the kundalini. And it appeared as a dark strain and a light strain, if you will, just for example. So that our job now, because this has happened, our job now was to purify the dark strain out so that we could bring back the purity of our kundalini. And this is what the ascension process really is, is that inner purification. So this gentleman was going on about all of the things that the elite are doing to take humanity's attention away from their inner life, distract them with video games, distract them, you know, pollute them with vaccines, cloud their head with, you know, drugs that alter their minds and make them kill themselves or kill other people, and that they do have this big population control agenda where they want, by 2020 or something like that, they want the population decreased by so many millions of people because they consider it too many people for the planet for them to control. So any semblance of anything coming from the sun that would be stimulating our DNA, waking us up, activating us to higher consciousness, they're doing their best to suppress from us receiving that, such as the chemical spraying, like I mentioned, the vaccines that are actually designed to sterilize men and women, make them sick, cause autism, fluoride in the water, uh, different viruses. As you know, you had your own experience about how our government created the AIDS virus way back when. Biological warfare, all the electromagnetic pollution with all the cell phones, and even uh, something we watched recently about the 5G that we're now moving into terms of cell phones and technology and how destructive it is to the human immune system. And yet you still see people going around carrying their cell phones on their bodies, in their pockets, close to their chest. You know, for men, they have that pocket in their shirts. They put their cell phone in there. It, it's with, with total unconsciousness. I mean, you can tell people all you want, hey, don't do that, carry it somewhere else, or now they've even created a type of case for your cell phone that is supposed to get rid of or protect you from 90% of the radiation that comes off cell phones, you know, and unfortunately, it's expensive to buy one of those, and most people can't afford that, but at least the technology is there for that. But the onslaught of things that are out there that are designed to weaken the immune system, affect people's brain waves in such a way where they're not coherent anymore, you lose your inner common sense. And that's, that's the thing when somebody is normal, the normal human, when it's connected to itself, has an innate loving nature and an innate common sense where... You can think clearly, you have your own solutions to problems, you're not out to harm anybody, it's more of a cooperative type of a, a being, where what we're seeing now is chaos. We're looking at frequencies 
that we're being bombarded with that produce chaos and division instead of cooperation and unity. And not that all of us are that way. There's, there's a lot of us that are aware and are getting activated. So that is happening still. And I think this gentleman even made the point to say that three other times in history, they've tried to destroy the human race, but they didn't succeed. Is that correct, Ahana? No. They did destroy the human race. There was a complete wipeout of the planet. And the Native Americans even speak about the, the fifth race. Uh, what does they call it? The fifth, fifth world. Fifth world, yeah. And we're in the fourth world right now, meaning the fourth incarnation or the fourth version of the human, which supposedly, if we were to just backtrack and use Zachariah Sitchin's description of Enki and Enlil, where they were creating the human form, that that was the version of humanity that Enki defended and liked and wanted to keep, whereas Enlil, the negative force, wanted it, it wiped also. But that was the version of the human that they mated with. And in the Bible ref references it, where they talk about they found the daughters of men to be fair and they mated with them. And it's those, it's that version of the human that is the what we'd call, for want of a better way of describing it, the blue, the blue bloods are those that believe that they own the earth or must control the earth or have a right to dominate all the others. Because the others that were not in that mixed DNA strain, that were not mixed with the Anunnaki, were not mixed with the supposed gods, they were the ones who had fairly clean DNA structure being created by Enki, but also with its own limitations. The limitations were built in so that this version of the human wouldn't be as clever or as advanced or as intelligent or as brave or courageous or as knowledgeable as their masters. They were de designed to be slaves. And that's the case with most people on the planet today. So that model was what they wanted to keep. They didn't want anybody rising up or rebelling or having too much power or control. And that's the version of the slave race that we're seeing all over the world. That's the working class. That's the working class, yeah. And by distinction, though, you have the ruling class that come from this mixed strain of the gods. They're the ones that have this assumed authority that they rule the earth, that they're the rightful owners, the rightful inheritors of the earth. Right. And the gentleman was making it clear that that isn't the truth. That's just what they, they believe and they want everybody else to believe. And unfortunately, they're the ones with the money. So they're the ones that have the majority of power and control over the earth. But I think what's interesting is even though Enki created a human back in the day that didn't have all of its DNA turned on, for the purposes of keeping us, like you say, a working class, that the truth is, is that there are cosmic forces that come along in the cycles of the universe that naturally stimulate DNA, that naturally activate DNA. So even though we were created like that, we still have the potential coding in us, even though it might be dormant, to be activated to become a full human. This okay. Is what they call the junk DNA. Yes, that's the junk DNA. 
And what we're watching, what we've been witnessing over the past, uh, you know, 10 years, let's say, is we are seeing people's DNA get activated. We are seeing people who are remembering past lifetimes. We're seeing people who are becoming more psychic. We're seeing people who have more visions. Look at the children being born of late. You know, they're all extremely gifted at, at very young ages and genius minds and little inventors and things that back when I was a child, you never saw that. It might be one out of, you know, several hundred children that had those sorts of gifts. And now we're seeing many of them have those gifts. So we see that there has been an evolution of the human in terms of its DNA activation. Some of these children come in remembering their past lifetimes and prove it by talking about locations where particular events happened. And then upon research, it's discovered that is in fact what did happen. So we're looking at this mixed bag, but we're still being bombarded with those forces that are really trying to suppress the evolution of the, the human. Now, let's go back to, remember, when you and I were in Scotland a few years ago, we went to Edinburgh Castle, and our purpose was to make a water tincture from the Stone of Destiny. Remember that, Ahana? I do, yes. It was a very memorable trip because we were visiting Edinburgh Castle and there they had the Stone of Destiny, which has a huge connection with Ireland. Now, all that needs to be verified and validated. A lot of it is mythology and hearsay up to a point. And we're connecting the Hill of Tara and the Stone of Destiny in very close to Newgrange in Ireland with the Stone of Destiny that sits under the throne of the Queen of England on, well, on all coronations, whether it's a king or a queen. And this stone was taken from the Scots and brought to London and has been the coronation stone for the last thousand years or more. Now, that stone was taken from Scotland, but the story is that it originated in the, uh, in the Holy Land and was taken by Jeremiah to Ireland and was on the hill of Tara as the coronation stone of the high kings of Ireland for millennia. And then it was broken and the top of it was taken to Scotland. And from there, of course, we know about the various wars where the English took over the control of Scotland and brought this stone to London. Now, in recent times, that same stone was brought back to Scotland and is now held in the, in the armory in Edinburgh Castle. So it was there that we went to visit to make a sacred earth water out of that stone of destiny. And that's where Angel Rose picks up the story. One of the reasons I mentioned that was because when we were making that mother tincture, it's under glass, by the way, the stone of destiny with the crown jewels. And there was a wand in there, a really long scepter that the queen had had. And it wasn't our intention to make a tincture out of that. However, it spoke to me when I was getting the other water and it said, do you have any idea what it takes to be royalty? And it was quite an interesting experience because I had this full emotional understanding about that. And I really did feel that they were a whole other species. 
Royal teat was a whole other species. And actually, I understood Royal teat for the first time because with that was this gigantic sense of responsibility for your position. Whatever your position was, it carried with it a very heavy weight, a very heavy responsibility. And I think that if those elite weren't interested in controlling the masses, if they, in other words, if they had used their power and their genetics to produce a world that was very godlike instead of trying to use it in a negative way, those people would be really, really different. But yeah, I got it though that they really were different. They were bred differently. Their genetics were definitely different. As I remember thinking when I got that info, I thought, whoa. Because I had a tendency to judge them all. And in a way, that experience made me understand them and also feel what it was like to be one of them. And I also had the feeling like I'm definitely not one of them. <laughs> in terms of those genetics and that, that kind of bloodline, but it's just too bad that they think that they have a right to control the planet when really what they could be doing with those genetics is upgrading the whole planet instead of suppressing it. But that goes back, too, to, you know, the belief that if people were to all wake up and understand or claim their divinity, let's just say, that nobody would work, nobody would do the, the jobs that we consider unpleasant. And what I've been told by sources, that's not true because an evolved being, a true human, is a loving being and anything that it does when it's really in that, that true self, it's all, it's all done with love, it's all service. So it wouldn't matter if you were cleaning a toilet or collecting garbage or doing some other unpleasant thing, it would all be holy to you. There wouldn't be this, oh, some jobs are great, other jobs are not, and you don't get your hands dirty if you're a higher being. None of that was in place. It was like, well, every act would be sacred. Everything you did would be sacred. And that's the true human. I think that there's that perception out there that, well, you wouldn't have slaves and you wouldn't have workers if they were to wake up. And it isn't really true. I think you'd have beings that were more responsible and better caretakers of the earth and life and themselves and everybody they encounter. That's the true human. What do you have to say? Well, I have to say that we're going to leave it there for the moment. That has been a quite riveting conversation for me. A lot of realizations in there and something that is part of our ongoing desire for inner freedom and for invincibility a beautiful word invincibility let that be the watchword for us from today going forward so until the next time been listening to myself ahanu and to angel rose bye you have been listening to angel rose and ahanu on world of empowerment radio your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.